When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's our segue getting into this because we've got the Rugby World Cup coming up starting this weekend. Australia in action against Georgia. That happens on Saturday. And one man who's actually on his way to France, well, it's where his World Cup career started. Three World Cups for Australia, 129 tests. The last World Cup was as captain. I am speaking none other than to Stephen Moore on his way to France. Let's talk about almost 16 years ago to the day. In fact, I reckon we're three days away from this, Mark. You were part of the second biggest winning margin ever by a Wallabies team. And it was against Japan in that World Cup. 91-3, to the winning margin, 88 points. I think everyone scored a try, including whoever was running the water, except one S more. What, what, what was going on, Squeak? Yeah, I don't know. I was doing all the hard work, mate, so just give it, give the tries to everyone else. But, yeah, that was a good win. It'd be nice to see a few of those this time. But, uh, you know, I do think there'll be a few close games in this World Cup. It's, it's one of the closest we've seen for a long time. So, you know, there'll be some upsets, no doubt. And, uh, you know, as we've seen, Japan have certainly improved since that game. Haven't they? What? We'll get into Australia and their chances in a moment, but I want you to paint the scene, set the scene for us. And I use the word painting, thinking of French Renaissance and all that, the, the, the great artwork we come out of France. But I mean, where they're based, the Aussies, and what we've seen, the crowds turning up to training, like there was a thousand just at yeah. their first open training session. The French, and as much as I made jokes about submarines, they actually do hold a... Well, Australians hold a, a, a dear place in their heart, don't they? Oh, very much so. You know, we saw that all those years ago. We went uh, to visit a couple of the war memorials over there as well where Australia fought in the war alongside the, the French troops. And the, the regard that Australia's held in over there is, is massive. You know, and rugby is very big in the south of France where the Wallabies are based uh, in and around Lyon and those sort of areas is the powerhouse of French rugby. So they will get right behind it. Their, their team is obviously the favourites for the World Cup, France. So the country will be very engaged in the tournament uh, and hoping their own team wins. But uh, they do have a special place for Australia. Lyon's also the, the food capital of France. So <laughs> hopefully uh, Tony Ellis stays away from the buffets because he's looking reasonably fit at the moment. And uh, we need him out there in good shape. All right, beautiful segue getting into the question about Daniela. Ben Donaldson gave a great grab overnight in, in France saying that if he was on steroids for 10 years, he could never look as good as Daniela or be the beast that he is, 140 kilos, squats 300 and can run the 109. <laughs> what? Yeah. Imagine packing down next to and mate, being in a, a former front rower, you know what I like. Having someone like him beside you, how much confidence does that give a team? Oh, massive. The tight head prop in a World Cup, it's the cornerstone of your team. And I think we saw against France last week just how much he brings to the team, particularly in the set piece. And, you know, we talked about how dynamic he is around the field, but the set piece and the scrum is the most important part of the game. World Cups can be won and lost in that area alone, and we've seen that over time. So he's an extremely important part of the Wallaby team. It's 
it's good that it's that he's back out there. He had a long, long absence and a very difficult injury, a torn Achilles. So that's a big injury to come back from. So good that he's back on the field and he's going to be absolutely crucial. You know, if he's not our most important player, he's close to it in the next month. So uh, good to see him out there fit and firing and let's hope we see the best of him now in the, in the six weeks ahead. Yeah, we hope so. We are picking the brains of our third most capped Wallaby. Three World Cups under his belt. The last as captain. The first, as I said, in France, Stephen Moore. Squeak, as much as Taniella gives us confidence and would give his teammates confidence as fans, we haven't seen a win this year. How much confidence do you have in this Australian side? Yeah, look, ideal, not ideal, sorry, going to a World Cup. 0-5, you know, let's be honest about that. But uh, we, we do have a pretty favourable draw, and that's been talked about a lot. But there's a chance we won't play any of the top sides until the semi-final. So if we can play some reasonable rugby, uh, get off to a good start this weekend against Georgia, build some momentum through the pool stages, I think we can we can go far in the tournament. And as I said, the, the top teams, and, and most people probably know this, but the top four teams are all on the same side of the draw. So they'll be playing each other in pool matches and quarterfinals and, and semifinals. So that's really favourable for us. Uh, if we can play well enough, as I said, I think we can get to that semifinal. And then from there, you know, anything can happen. Well, Australia is ranked ninth in the world, which is hard to comprehend and hard to swallow. Uh, Wales in our group, 10th. Georgia, our first opponent, 11th. And then you've got Portugal in 16th. So the, the, the toughest competitors in our group, Fiji, ranked seventh in the world, and they've just knocked off England. Yeah, Fiji are a real dangerous team. You know, typically associated with sevens rugby, but their 15s teams really just slowly improved over the last few tournaments. So they'll take a lot of confidence from that win against England. A lot of their players play in France, so they know the local scene pretty well. And uh, they'll be really dangerous. So that game particularly, I think, will be a, a big game for the Wallabies. Uh, Wales as well, they're not mugs. Uh, they haven't played that well recently like we haven't, but on their day, teams like that, you know, they can turn up and put in a good performance. So, you know, the, the pool games are by no means easy, but if we want to go deep in the tournament, you've got to win those games and the team will know that. Uh, you know, the, the ninth in the world, that's a reflection of how we've gone the last couple of years, isn't it? Like, we haven't really played that well, um, uh, played consistently well over, over, over the last couple of seasons. So, uh, you know, Eddie's making a lot of noise about the peaking at the World Cup. So, you know, we've only got five days to wait and see you know, that come to life. Steve, you know Eddie more than most. Uh, how? What's your read on him? That the media conference when he when they flew out of Sydney was one of the most extraordinary I've seen in three decades. Is it mind games yeah. from the coach? Is he under a bit of pressure? How, what's your read on this from the man that you know? Yeah, a bit of all those things. I think Benny. I, I think I was really disappointed in that press conference before the team left. You know, I was actually I was embarrassed as a former player to see that kind of conduct on the way out, leaving for a World Cup. I thought it was really disappointing. Uh, it should be a really positive occasion and moment for the team. And uh, the questions that got asked were pretty reasonable in my view. So you know, that was disappointing. Eddie's always got a plan though. So, you know, he's trying to shield his players from from the attention, I guess, and keep it on him. And he's done a pretty good job at, at that since he's come back. You know, the, the press conferences have been talked about more than the games uh, but now we have to start playing you know in the world cup and he'll he'll get judged on the team's performance you know, over the next six weeks so 
he knows what it takes to play well in a World Cup. There's no doubt. He's been really successful in, in a lot of World Cups with different teams, different countries. You know, Japan, South Africa, the Wallabies, and England. Yeah. I mean, they they very nearly won the last World Cup against France. So uh, he will know what it takes to play tournament rugby, and uh, we we just haven't seen it yet on the field in enough volume. But I guess we'll let's hope that you know what what he says is right. They are going to peak for this for this next month ahead, and uh, and we get the best out of the Wallabies. Uh, there's a lot of people back home wanting to see the team do well. The Wallabies yeah. are one of those teams where you know, we can make people proud with our performance on the world stage, like the Matildas have just done here at home. You know, the Wallabies have the opportunity to do that, and people will get behind them if they if they show that over the next month. Yeah, well said, mate. Well said. One, one final one before you get that final boarding call. Uh, the the questions that raised the hackles on on Eddie were, were around selections. I remember two thousand and seven when when you were part of that first World Cup squad for yourself. Beric Barnes was a surprise selection uh, heading to yeah. France. Uh, there are more than just one or two surprise selections here. Yeah, there is definitely. And I think he probably threw caution to the wind with a few selections and wasn't getting the results he wanted from a certain cohort of players. And he feels probably like he's got nothing to lose by, by picking a few left field choices. So, look, I think by and large, there's no one who's not in the squad uh, who I would have picked other than probably Michael Hooper. I think he probably had something to add to the team, uh, you know, on and off the field. But that's that's a tough decision that lies with the coach, and he's made that. So, you know, he's backed himself, he's backed his players, and he feels like that's the best squad available mm. uh, to win the World Cup. So, you know, he's been around long enough to know what it takes. Have you packed your boots, mate? When was the last time you played? <laughs> Definitely it, not, mate. It wasn't that long no, ago. No, it was the last just for uni played. a couple of years ago, yeah. mate. Club rugby, that's, that's my <laughs> uh, limit, very much my limit these days, but... Uh, no, mate, I'm very much in the stands for this tournament, um, um, and I'm happy about that. Oh, yeah, no, you never know, mate. Hey, at four, at forty, you're looking as good as you were at thirty. Listen, I'll let you. I'll let you go. Thanks, mate. Enjoy that's the flight that's over. Very it. Kind. <laughs> uh, enjoy, enjoy the World Cup, and we hope and wish Australia all the all the success coming its way. Thanks, Benny. Appreciate it, mate. Bye. Ah, oh, Stephen Moore, what an absolute ripper. We are six away from eleven.